Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. And there's no grievance that's too large or too small or too frivolous. It's your grievance, and the door is shut, and nobody is going to tell you that you don't have a right to it. That's what it's all about. And if you want your grievance, your complaint, your your wine to the world read, you just send it to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. Give me a little description of what you're going to be talking about, and hopefully it makes it in the lounge. I, I, we are taping over Zoom today because I'm on the road again. I'm telling funnies on the road again. I'm coming to your town. You better bring a friend. I'm telling funnies on the road again. That's right. Ooh, that sounded smooth. The voice is clicking today on a Friday. Love it. We're taping because I'm on the road. I'm in Springfield, Mo, Springfield, Missouri. I, I'm, I'm coming to your town. So if you're listening to this right now, I'm in Providence, Rhode Island this weekend. You should come. You should bring a friend. Providence is a great town. That's a great club. And then I'm going to be in Raleigh. And then I'm coming to Chicago for the U Up Live. The Chicago U Up Live, there's single tickies availies, okay? That's a single ticky situation. So if you're on your own or you got a few friends and you don't mind splitting up during the show, I would tell you that's a great show to sit in a single seat as someone who frequents bars on his own and gets that one bar stool. You're going to be around like-minded people and it's going to create conversation. So I think if you want to come to Chicago, that's great. Also, New York City, we're doing a live you up. There are tickets available for that. I know as we get closer, that's going to fill up pretty quick. So there's a you up live coming to New York and then Dayton. I'm going to be in Brooklyn doing stand-up on the Coney Island Amphitheater with the Chosen Comedy Festival. Bunch of Jews telling jokes. It's going to be like we're at the Catskills. Then I'm coming to Washington, D.C., Royal Oak, Michigan, Albany, New York, Brookfield, Wisconsin, Richmond, Virginia. That's right. I'm coming back. Richmond to the Sandman Comedy Club. So jaredfree.com for tickets. Jaredfree.com for tickets. That's how we do. Um, I'm very excited uh, for today's guest. It is He's, it's the second time on the J Train podcast. We met during the pandemic. We we have only met via Zoom, and he is back as a first timer in the luxury lounge. I'm so excited. They have a new special out called Reptile Dysfunction. It's on YouTube. You can watch it legit. You can pause this and watch it right now. Airplay it to your TV. Watch it on your phone. Watch it on your computer. Whatever you do, Piff the Magic Dragon. Thank you, Piff, for coming on. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's just, I, I love talking to you. It's you always a pleasure. The, it's so weird, these new relationships where we've never met. Never. May never meet. May, never, we, maybe. May never happen. It's just we stare at each other through a screen and, and we're, we're BFFs. You know what helps it, I think? You're, you have a great, and people will see it because it's, this is on YouTube. We're on full episodes on YouTube. Um, and I'm posting you know clips on my Instagram. You have a great setup. Like You've made it easy. You know, like... You know, you talk to a grandma who doesn't get right. technology and you're right. just like, well, fuck that grandma. Like yeah. you and I, we're set up, we're ready to go and we have a clear connection and it makes it easy to, you know, get to know one another. We know how to do this stuff. Well, what happened was, you know, I have a show in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, uh, five, you know, five nights a week or whatever. The show the gra- th- that is, let me stop you for a second because yeah. we have people, you know, we got listeners all over the country. We have Vegas people. We have people yeah. that visit Vegas. You're doing a residency. That is like the dream. You're Celine Dion. Seven years. I've been there seven years. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a part of the Vegas community? So anyone who goes to Vegas, you got to go check out Piff. He's amazing. And also, before you go check him out, check out the YouTube special. Again, go to Piff's YouTube uh, channel. Go check it out. It's going to be all description in the uh, the description of this episode. We're going to have the link. We're going to share it out. And you're going to love it. Piff is hilarious. Do you feel part of the Vegas community? Like... Do you feel yeah. like you're in, you know, because when I go to Vegas, you, you see like, like in, I'm from Boston. You yeah, know, when right. something happens in Boston, you know, David Ortiz throws out the first pitch. Um, you know, you have a Mark Wahlberg will sing the national anthem. It's always funny to me when you go to Vegas, like the people that are the Vegas people, like the Vegas locals are like, piff the magic dragon. Right, and, exactly. You know, like, and it's like exactly. part of the fabric of the community. Yeah, like Penn and Teller, they've been in yeah. Vegas now, uh, I think over 30 years or something, and they made it their mission so that when you think of Vegas, you think of Penn and Teller. It's, and like, it's, a, it's like, it's almost, um, it's heartwarming. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like, so I just moved, actually. I, I was in this small room at the Flamingo, which mm -hmm. is where we shot the special. And mm. it's all the old stuff I used to do in that show, which we never aired. We, you know, we finally recorded it, we got it down, and then we've been, uh, we've been, I had lived in it until we wanted to, you know, until we found a good time to release it. So yeah. that's in the old room. I moved into the biggest theater at the Flamingo, mm -hmm. and the previous occupants were Donnie and Marie Osmond. Donnie that, and Marie Osmond. Again, Vegas royalty. They are part yeah. of the fabric. Of, I keep using that phrase, fabric of the community, but it is, it's got to be cool that you're a local fixture. I've got Marie Osmond's old dressing room. Oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Couldn't she, she had a in steam your shower wildest dreams. She put, in, she, she put a steam shower in that dressing room. Really? Yeah. So you have all the, the luxuries that Marie enjoyed. Exactly. There's a chair that I can get my makeup done in if I had hair and makeup. That's right. Well, you could zip up the suit and right, exactly. get it ready in the chair. I, I mean, get, did get you, in your wildest freshly steamed suit, yeah. in your wildest imagination in foggy London town, could you mm. ever imagine you'd be the Vegas in Vegas doing it like this? Let me tell you how opposite that is. When <laughs> I was uh, in London and I just started like um, – uh, being a magic dragon mm -hmm. and it was going okay it wasn't didn't didn't like sort didn't didn't blow up or anything it was going okay just a young dragon out in the streets right, exactly yeah you know, pitching his craft exactly i started dating this girl she was very well to do and mm -hmm. uh very rich parents and the parents hated me they absolutely detested me wait a minute a what this is <laughs> You mean to tell me this is uh, this is Romeo and Juliet? You mean right. to tell me that a rich parents saw their daughter dating a guy in a dragon suit? Yeah, going by Piff, and they were like, yeah. "I can't have it." This they is actually... had a problem. <laughs> they had a problem with it, Jared. Who could have thunk? But the thing is, we were getting on really well, and it was clearly we were going to be together for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I one day I said to uh, her mother, "Let me take you out for lunch." So oh, we're going nice. out for lunch with her mother, and I say, look, we're getting on great. Things are going really well. Um, she's great. And uh, I don't want there to be, you know, this, like, b this barrier between us. What can I do? Tell me, tell me what your problem is with me, and uh, let me see if we can uh, sort this out. I love uh, it. Direct. Let's hash it out. Yeah. Let's figure this out. I love your daughter. You love your daughter. Let's be right. friends. Yeah. She said to me, well, the thing is, we think you're going to get more and more successful. And so you become so successful, you're going to land your own show in Las Vegas. You're going to fly across the ocean and you're going to break our daughter's heart. And she I didn't said, say that. She did. <laughs> that's word for word. That's and I looked insane. her in the eyes. What I, a, I mean, they really believed in you. Right. I looked her in the eyes and I said, let me make you one promise right now. There is no way this dragon will ever have his own Las Vegas show. Are you saying is that a true story? Yeah, that's a true story. Yeah. That is hilarious. Oh, that's amazing. It's almost like here. I want to go meet that woman. She's she does she know she's like a sorceress? She, what else does she, she can, know? She's a about psychic. Us. Yeah. What else does she know? I mean, it's so funny because usually the parents that don't like you, it's because they don't believe in what you're right. doing. Right. And you know, and they they believed in it so much that they wanted you to leave their daughter. And they had all the evidence they needed to not believe in it. They yes. were like, here's a dickhead in a dragon outfit <laughs> being grumpy on stage to people who don't want to see him. You know, crashing and burning. Because, you know, I was yes. doing open spots or whatever. You know, crashing and burning. Like, I had no money. I couldn't scrape it together. But no, they were only concerned <laughs> with the glory of the Las Vegas period. I think that's so amazing. They were either incredibly dumb or incredibly clairvoyant. Like, because, like... yeah. To believe this could be the outcome, you have to be like, I, I, I you have to be naive almost, you know, like. You oh, to, it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, even when, the first time I came to Vegas, I came to do a show for a big magic convention mm -hmm. thing. So I was there for like a week and I came to this crazy town and I was like, oh my God, who are these people? What is it like to live here? This must be, this must be a nightmare. Yeah. And I left thinking that was the one time I'd been to Vegas in my life. Mm -hmm. And then about a year later, um, somebody came to see me when I was doing a show in Australia. Somebody came to see me and they said, we want to book you in this show in Las Vegas and we want to give you a 10-year contract and all this other nonsense. And I was like, hang on a minute. 
Vegas was this crazy land. So I went out there again, and this time, because Vegas is the mecca of magic. You know, sure. you've got Penn and Teller, David Copperfield, Chris Angel, a guy called Matt King, who's like one of the funniest comedic, comedy magicians you'll ever meet. And I had lunch with Matt King, and mm. I said to him, what's it like to live here? And he said, it's great. You just, you know, you live 20 minutes away from the strip. You have a pool in your back garden. You're living the life. Like, every, you know, everyone's really friendly here. You get to uh, hang out with all the other Vegas headliners. And I yeah. was like, wait a minute, I've got this place completely wrong. Count me in. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't blame you for thinking that way because you would think, oh, it's, you know, because, the you know, I guess we've bought into the Vegas marketing campaign. What happens in Vegas stays right. in Vegas. And right. we bought in hook, line, and sinker as opposed to, like, it only takes, and that's a good friend, too, because for them to yeah. go, it's great. Like, sometimes in life, when you're asking someone for their experience, you just want, it's great. You just exactly. want good to go. I mean, you I just, just need, I just need somebody to make a decision for me. That's all yes. I need. <laughs> Sometimes in life that matters. And, and I look, I just booked a trip to take some time off. And like, I went, you know, my co-host on the UAP podcast, Jordana Abraham, she, I looked at her, I was like, I think I'm going to book a trip. And she was like, you should. And I was like, that's what I needed to hear. That, I called that's my what you needed. Exactly. I called my parents. My mom was like, you're going to go alone? Who are you going to go with? What are you going to do? And I'm like, you're really just repeating all the negative thoughts I already had. Right, exactly. I've covered this ground. <laughs> yes, this I did this. So, yeah. okay, listen. So, Piff, I am so happy to talk to you today. We're gonna we're in the luxury lounge. We're going to read the complaints. If you have a complaint, send it to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. Let us know what you're talking about. Um, Piff, we want everyone to go follow you at Piff the Magic Dragon. We want you everyone to go check out your show at the Flamingo. It's Thursday through Monday. What a great... And I yeah. always say this when people go to Vegas. You need tentpole events. You need... If you're going to do a bachelorette, you're going to do a bachelor party, make if one of those events hey one night we're doing the comedy magic show and also we want everyone to go check out the youtube special reptile dysfunction um it looks great it's funny you're all gonna enjoy it what a night on the couch reptile dysfunction you can get to you get a taste of piff before you experience the real thing in vegas that's what everyone needs to go go check it out now piff i'm gonna do my complaint and then we'll get to yours is that okay okay you go for it but i want you to complain with me i want you to let me know if i'm right or wrong i'm right? here for it Okay. Hit the music, Shelby. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Okay. My complaint is I checked in here yesterday, and I find that when you check into hotels, they do the same. When you check into a hotel, you're tired. You're tired. You just want to be in your room, in the bed, in your PJs. Just get that post-arrival nap. I'm here. I woke up at 5 a.m., got to the airport, flew from Newark to Atlanta, then had to fly from Atlanta to Springfield, New Missouri. Then I got here and they go and, and they go, your room isn't ready. And I, I listen, I understand that. I'm here at 11 a.m. So I go, take my number. We're going to text you when it's ready. So I go get breakfast. I go eat something. I go get a coffee. I do some writing. It was about 1231. And I go, it's got to be ready by now. I've given them enough time. I get back to the hotel. They look at me and they go, Ah, I think it might be ready. Let me go check. And it's like, first of all, you're not on this as much as you should be. Don't do, it shouldn't take me coming back for you to go, oh, it's ready. Oh, I just popped over at the perfect time. I just planned it right as if I just, as if I set the microwave for a certain amount of time. Then they send someone out to make sure the room is ready. The guy comes down, he goes, it's ready. Oh, everything worked out perfectly. I walked in the minute it was ready. It's like, okay, that means there was a half hour of time at the minimum where this room was ready before I got back. Now, she's going to make me the key, and this is what really bothers me. I want in the room 
immediately. I want to be in the room 10 minutes ago. She starts going, and you can get breakfast from 6 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. over here at our... And it's like, I don't need the song and dance before the movie. I don't need... I just want to be in the room. I need three facts. I need... Okay, I need what time do I have to check out? I need the Wi-Fi, how to get on the Wi-Fi, and I need to know where the gym is. Done. Give me that. You should be shoving me into the elevator to get me out of your face. Don't sit there because what we all have to do is sit there going, oh, oh, there's, they, oh, you guys do a happy hour at four o'clock every day. I don't give a shit. Oh, we have small light bites. I don't care. If I come across the light bites, I'll be happy to see them. Just give me the three facts. Get me in the room. Do you agree, Piff? For the f- I mean, first thing is, there's so much about the hotel life that's wrong. Mm. Yes. There's so much. <laughs> you know, this check-in thing, we, when we started in Vegas, we used mm. to do Monday through Wednesday in Vegas, and then we would go a red-eye, mm. uh, land somewhere in the country Thursday morning, do press, and be done yes. by like 9 a.m. 9 that room, the one that we paid for, that's not available until 3 p.m. that day. It's a horrific process. What are they doing? Check out to 11. They need four hours to clean a room. <laughs> they should be waiting. You know, the people that are going to do over the room, they should be waiting like they're there for like, like they're, they're, they're at the start of a marathon, you know, just waiting at the starting line at 11 a.m. to sprint through all the rooms. Like it's got to exactly. be less than that. Exactly. And you're just there with all your luggage, just hanging out like some like a homeless person. Like, yes. And this is not like, oh, that was unfortunate that happened that day. Every day. Every well, day they see this scenario. Also, every day it's not a hundred percent changeover. There's ten coming right. in, twenty exactly. going out. You have to know. You know what's coming ahead of time, except for a couple people that check in the day before or the book it the night before. You know what? When I did America's Got Talent for the very mm. first time, I took a red eye from New York, from uh, Vegas to New York, yes. and I landed, and and I, ha- and I, I, can, I never sleep on red eyes. And Never. I said, can you please just get me a hotel room so I can get three hours sleep before I do the audition? Guess what happened? What happened? Oh, your room will be ready at 3 p.m. I'm like, no! <laughs> this, no, I need it! Yeah, I need it, guys! I have, to, a- I have to go on TV, help! There's got to be another option for travelers. Why aren't there half-day options? Like, why wouldn't there be... Like, you shouldn't have to, like you know, get the hotel another night just to have it in the morning. There should be a half day option. There should be someone that's checking out because someone has a 6 a.m. flight. Right. Someone could, we can work this out. We can work together to find a better way. There are two no brainers here. Number one, people Mm. arrive at 10 a.m. Deal with it, hotels. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. Number two, if somebody hasn't arrived by midnight, don't give away their room. Why would you do that? They pay for the room the whole night. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's the only I mean, reason. I mean, that would the be only reason they wanted the hotel is to yes. sleep in it that night. Why do you think, well, they're going to turn up at 1 a.m. and be like, oh, you know what? Forget it. I just sleep <laughs> on the street outside. You're right. I, I, have, I won't get enough value for money. It's, it's a crazy thing. And then the minute they do finally let you in, they're like, let me give you a 15-minute speech that you have to listen to about all the facts about this hotel. It's like, right. no, no, no. I don't. And because normal people are polite. Normal people don't invite arguments. No one's going to look at you during the 10-minute speech. Oh, let me tell you about the the pool level of the hotel. You go, no one's going to go, shut the fuck up, bitch. Get me in the fucking room. No, everyone's right. going to go along with you going, yes, can't wait. Ooh, I love a banquet room. No, get me in the room. Shove me in there. Throw me in there like some old luggage. We need a fast track lane. Yes. You know, yes. we need the, the, the TSA pre-check for hotels. <laughs> where, right. you know, We know what we're doing. We know how to check into a hotel. We know how to get in, get out, get our sleep, get the shower, get, get moving, do whatever we want to do. I you know, know we don't the need key. to be shown the elevators. Yeah, I know the key is used to get up the elevator. I understand that. I can see the big key thing that I have to use. I'll figure that out. Just get, throw the key at me and let me get in the room. Okay, Piff, exactly. do, you have a, do you have a complaint? I even have a special key that I put in. You know where they, you have to put the key in to keep the electricity on? Yes. Fuck that shit. I put <laughs> you bring in, one with you? Yeah, I That's bring a one very with me. European thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So the electricity is always going. Whether I'm in the room or not, it's always going, people. The lights are on, the AC is happening. You have like the black box of, of uh, electricity keys. Like growing up, we had like the black box that would like get us the free cable. You right. have the fake key that gets you the electricity. So, uh, that's a very European thing. It's so, the, the it's so that the AC I've isn't running while you're gone. The amount of times I've locked myself out of my room because mm. my key's in the stupid thing and I just walk out the door without it. I mean, what, who came up it's with that a, idea? Somebody thought that was a miracle. Somebody's like, I've got the greatest idea of all time. This is well, how they, we save electricity. Well, they disguise it as save electricity when it's really, this is how we save the hotel money. Like, they're like, you know, we put the exactly. key in the thing because we want to save the icebergs. And you go, no, right. you fucking don't give a care shit about the okay. icebergs. You care about your bottom line. Piff, do you have a, a complaint? I did a gig in Dubai. Mm. And uh, I was staying in this hotel and uh, I was doing a I, I was working at a restaurant at the bottom of a of a ski slope in Dubai. Okay. <laughs> genuine, genuine. My snow. parents have been. They told me they, about that. They make yeah, snow, right? Yeah. And every day I, as I leave my hotel room, I turn off the light to say power. And I was like, that is one of the most futile gestures I'll ever make <laughs> in my life. They're literally keeping a mountain cold right. in the middle of the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Here's my complaint. You okay, ready? hold on. Hit the music. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems, too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. Let's hear that complaint. Okay, hit go, go with your complaint. Apple. Apple mm. products, everything to do with Apple. Because mm -hmm. I love it and I can't do without it. It's the worst. That's the, you know, Apple comes up a lot here because we are quite literally slaves to the machine. Yeah, we literally I am wearing AirPod headphones right now for whatever reason my AirPods keep clicking in my left ear and fucking with every phone call and every music that I'm playing and I'm like it's not that I'm like I'm helpless I, I tried wiping them off I tried right. you know charging them and the next step is not going to a different company it's buying more AirPods yeah I know they give so much and yet they take in equal way. <laughs> At the moment, I'm standing here talking. This is the little TV studio we built in the lockdown because yes. we, we moved to virtual shows. So we started doing all these like virtual magic shows during the mm -hmm. lockdown, right? So we have all this like technology here and we've got the computer that runs it is an iMac Pro, all mm -hmm. right? It's like $5,000. So I go into the Apple store to get this uh, iMac Pro and uh, I'm, with, I'm with this, I'm with a friend and I, and I already can't, deal with anyone and I can't deal with those Apple store employees. They're all just smug patronizing bastards. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I say, um, I say to a guy, hi, I'm here to, uh, buy a computer and he makes some quip. I can't even remember what it was. It was some dickhead joke. And mm. immediately I was like, I can't do this. I just can't do this. And I said, you know what? This is the guy who works for me. Why don't you talk to him about the computer? You sell him the computer. I'll buy the computer. Whatever it is, I just can't talk to you right now. I have to leave. So they're, they're doing this transaction, right? And I'm standing in the Apple store, and I just hear this, and I'm like, what is that noise? And I look around, and it's this guy on a keyboard, like some MIDI software keyboard thing, and he's like dicking around on this thing, playing all these tunes. Like he has no skills whatsoever. Mm. He's just he's just annoying everyone who works there. And I was like, you know what, Piff, have a heart. Here, this Apple Store employee is. He does this day in, day out. He has to deal with dickheads who don't know what's going on. He has to deal with these idiots who come in and they play drum machines with no sense of rhythm whatsoever. They're hitting the sound effects all over the place. You know, this guy's probably been here half an hour already. This is no way to live. This poor Apple Store employee. Have a heart piff. And then yes. I looked again. The guy playing the drum machine was an Apple Store employee. <laughs> he worked there. This is what he does for fun. I'm yes. like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Even when you're trying to give them a glimmer of Even. empathy. Yeah. 
you find out they're annoying you from another angle. Oh my God. And, and we, you know, we, we tour all over the place and magic is like quite tech heavy. So we got mm. a bunch of laptops, right? In 2021, I bought the top of the range MacBook Pro computer, $5,000, right? And uh, I, I, it, it arrived. It had like all the memory in the world, all the hard drive, everything. I turn it on and it sounds like it's taking off and it's like burning up and the battery lasts an hour. And I ring them up and they say, no, no, that's, that's just what you can expect from this computer. Come on. An hour, an hour. That's long what you get, bitch. That's Apple with all of their product. That's what you get. But it got bitch. worse. It got worse. Yeah. My friend bought one of the uh, the Apple Pro. They're like these, like the the desktop machines. All you get mm -hmm. is the machine. You don't get a screen. You don't get anything else, right? <laughs> just tower, you just get yeah. this machine. It cost him. I kid you not. Cost him twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars for this machine. Where right? else are you gonna go? Yeah. He's got that machine. I've got this $5,000 laptop. Apple then, six months later, bring out their own chip, their own little technology. <laughs> Suddenly, uh, the laptops last 12 hours. So, suddenly, uh, all has been changed oh, for the better. All's, all's, been, all's been resolved. Yeah. My friend <laughs> took his machine in to the Apple Store because it broke, and they were like, oh, yeah, this is... Uh, this is the legacy piece of equipment, mate. We don't really support this stuff anymore. It's like, it's I paid you $20,000 a year ago. Uh, geriatric machine, yeah. But uh, here's what? the thing. I bought this new, I bought the new laptop, right? Mm. The one that lasts 12 hours, the one that it's silent. It's, you know, it does everything at like light speed. And it is the greatest machine of all time. It That's is so thing. good. It's, oh my God. It's a drug. They're our drug dealer. And they, and the minute they get you hooked on it, they know how to, and, and it's like, here's the thing. We know if you can make something so good, we know you have the ability to right. fix these little right. tiny issues along the way. And you know that they know that this piece of shit does not work, but they yes. know you know that you'll buy it anyway. <laughs> I've said this for years, but Apple could literally change the time by a minute a day. Because right. we're all going by Apple, you know, our clocks on our phones. They could literally subtract a minute every day and day, and by six months in, day would be night and night would be day. And we'll be, we would be like, oh, well, Apple made it. You know, we'll do whatever. As long as, our, as long as our iPhones work, I don't care. As long as this software is updated, then we're, we're good to go. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. We're here with Piff the magic dragon. Everyone go follow him at Piff the magic dragon. He's at the Flamingo in Vegas, but most importantly, reptile dysfunction is a special. It's an hour special. It's out on YouTube. You can watch it right now. That is uh, what a gift you're giving people a free hour of comedy yeah. to make their life better. You are yeah, the right. opposite of Apple. Yeah, exactly. And of course it was my decision to make it free. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You know, I mean, Netflix were just showering with me with cash. And I said, I will not uh -uh. bow to you, Netflix. I'm taking right. this to the people. Our benevolent king. People, we yeah. are sponsored, okay? Summer schedule filling up. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you. It's a lot. Thankfully, MeUndies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you'll never forget. When you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. I got to say, do you wear MeUndies, Piff? Yeah. Do you ever wear them? I've got, I've got, uh, you, have you heard of EG's? This is, uh, this is not going to help because I'm going to, no, I, I don't want to advertise. Let's, a let's not product. advertise another company, right. but I, I would say to you, whatever you have <laughs> are worse than MeUndies. I wear MeUndies exclusively. I wear them every day. They're the most comfortable underwear. I'll send you some because they're the most comfortable yes. underwear you've ever had. Convert the, me. Convert I'm me. Convert I'm you. Be, I Listen, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about underwear. It is one of those items we are not good to ourselves with. We get, you, you know, you've probably had yours for years, so that's why you don't know otherwise. I, what I do is there's that one pair of underwear that's at the end of the rotation, that end of the rotation underwear. And you put it on when everything else is in the laundry and you deal with it because you're like, okay, when the laundry is done, then I'll have my good pairs back. Here's what you do. Replace that uh, that pair of underwear with MeUndies. Make your life better. Make every day 
a day that feels good instead of that one day of the week that you're going, oh, well, maybe I'll have a, you know, no, 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 no. You're going to have a great day all the time. No bad days with MeUndies. When you're comfortable, you're more present to enjoy your summer plans. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies, bralettes, and socks to loungewear, swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies releases new prints all the time. Check out their limited edition pride collection. You can match it with your partner, friends, or even your dog. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. This, it's a no-brainer. Also, the front prints, if you're you know a single person out there, the minute you disrobe, it's like a fun surprise. Look at you. You got dragons on. I'm sure they got a dragon pair. MeUndies has a great offer for JTrain listeners. All first-time purchasers get 15% off for a limited time. Sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership. Get 25% off your first membership item. So to get 15% off your first order, uh, 25% off your first membership item, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. That's MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. Love that. Okay, you ready to read some emails, Piff? Let's do it. Luxury Lounge. Teenagers annoy the living shit out of me. J-Train. Love the podcast. Thank you for providing us a safe space to complain. This is my first time writing into the show, and this issue has been brewing for a while. I'm a full-time graduate student and medical student in a small East Coast city and spend most of my days doing research and studying before class. Before my night class is 5 to 8 p.m., I like to be able to go to the gym to get a good workout in and de-stress from a long day of work. Until recently, this wasn't a problem. However, late, however lately, the, uh, the gym I go to, a Planet Fitness, has been infiltrated by hordes of obnoxious, roaming teenagers. Now, if a teenager wants to work out in my gym, I don't have an issue with it. The issue arises when there are groups of six to eight teens who group around one or two of the uh, four Smith machines, sometimes swinging from the machine and taking selfies, comparing how much they can one rep deadlifts for upwards of 30 minutes. This makes it nearly impossible for me to do leg days since I find myself waiting for the remaining two to three machines for extremely long lengths of time along with other uh, patrons. This wouldn't be an issue if they were actually working out and using machines for, uh, for that rather than as a playground masculinity measuring competition. Not only that, but these groups of teenagers often take all the stretching mats and place their mats in the stretching area and lie on the ground on them chatting and not working out or stretching. While doing this, they also block uh, access to some of the machines like the hip abductor, abduct, uh, hip abductor that I like to use uh, to finish my workout. I don't want to be trying uh, to get in an ab workout while surrounded by a pack of socially unaware teenagers staring at their phones, and I shouldn't have to ask them to move so I can use gym machines. I would pay for a better gym or use my school's gym, but I live in an, uh, on student loans and also need to budget for my yoga classes, and the school's gym still closes quite early due to COVID hours. I want to complain to the staff, but I don't want to be the Karen. Why can't we prevent teens from using the gym as a playground? Seems reasonable no anyways thanks for listening i just want to work out in peace piff what do you think well first of all i'm allergic to gyms mm. i i've never been i've i not once in my life have i done a workout in a gym in a public gym uh, never no i'm intimidated by it it got to the point where we built a gym in the house just so i wouldn't have to go to one really what do you use in the yeah. house We've got one of those, we've got a machine that does like lap pulls and does the legs and all that. It's like one of those combo machines. Well, then I've got like a pull-up thing. Mm -hmm. Then I've got like a squat rack. And uh, I just got this exercise bike that does, uh, you, you, do, you do like, you're rising along like a summer's day for yes. two minutes. Then you pedal really hard for 20 seconds. Then mm -hmm. you ride along like a summer's day. And then pedal 20 seconds, ride along like a summer's day. Takes five minutes. Apparently, it's the same as a 45-minute workout. I mean, you can't. How can you go wrong? This is the thing. This is your whole point that you're bringing up is efficiency. Yeah. When you go to the gym, and you know, you doing pedaling for 20 seconds, pedal off for 40 seconds, and then you go, it's been a 45-minute workout. Didn't even notice. Everyone wants to get through a workout. You want to have worked out. You don't want to work out. That is, there's two different feelings, right? You want to be done with the workout. Exactly. I, I hired a personal trainer for two years. Mm -hmm. Two years. And I thought, I'm going to give this two years because surely by the end of the two years, I'm going to enjoy working out. No. 
No, the, the the and this let me do the, use this to plug my friend Forzag at Forzag. I work out with him. The beauty of his workouts is I turn on the phone. I'm done in 45 minutes at a minimum. 45 minutes and I'm done. I turn off the phone. Goodbye. I'm done. This person's problem isn't as much teenagers because this happens at gyms no matter what the age is. These exactly. people use the machines. They use it to sit down. The, the machine is their couch. The machine is their, their hangout. They're on their phones. It, the, the workout machines and the public restroom are basically the same thing because once you're on it, you don't care about the line waiting for it at all. I used to work out in a gym and I'd be sitting there. How long you got left? How many sets you got? You have to do that annoying thing. How many sets you got left? So you put it in their head that, okay, that means I'm waiting. And some people will, will be on a schedule and be on time. And other people don't give a shit. They're there for the whole day. They're on their schedule. Every gym should have a bouncer. Every yes. gym should be moving people along. Every gym needs security, roaming walking around saying, hey, I've seen you on there. Every gym also should have a red button that you press when you get onto the machine. If you go over 10 minutes, you're done. The a big loud alarm, off. yeah, flies you off. A big loud alarm plays. And then at least at that point, you can see, oh, this person has nine minutes left. I'll go do other things because we all want to go to the gym, but we mostly want to be done with the gym. That's the problem here is these people are in the way of this person getting done efficiently. This is why I love doing the hit workouts with a trainer over the phone. I know when I'm done. I know when I'll definitely be done. There's going to be no, oh, well, this guy got in the way because he likes to lay down on the bench press and take a nap for an hour. It's bullshit. I'm with you 100% here. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> here with Piff the Magic Dragon. Go check out the special Reptile Dysfunction. It's on YouTube right now. The link is going to be in the bio of this episode. Luxury Lounge, dating app prompts and bullshit answers. J-Train, love the podcast, been listening for a while. I know you're on the app, so maybe you can relate to this. I'm tired of scrolling through every app and every woman has the same prompts with the same answers. How many times have I read, at a party you'll find me with the dogs? Or I forget to click send when texting. You think by now how much dating apps have changed over time. There'd be some kind of AI checking to say, nope, try again. At this point, it seems like every dating app and profile is exactly the same. What are your thoughts? Piff, are you, are you a single guy? Or are you, no. I, I, you're in a relationship, I remember. Uh, yeah, I'm in a relationship. Uh, seven years now or something. Not the, not the girl from London who I left. No, different, uh, with, different. With, with the very positive parents. Yeah, exactly. No, with the, yeah, with the, with the, with the parents of incredible belief. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. We've been together so long now, but we're not married. So what do you call it? We're together. Living uh, in sin. We're living in sin. Jade yes. Simone, who's in the special and, uh, in my show, she's, um, my showgirl assistant, the showgirl with the dragon to-do list. And uh, her and I have been together for this long. So, and, I, and I haven't missed anything from that world for yeah, many years Yeah, you kind now. of escaped the apps. And here's the thing. You guys have been together for seven years. So it's, you know, the apps were around when you were single. I, when I first came to Vegas, I've got a dark story if you want to hear one. Uh-oh. I mean, it depends. I hope when, I, <laughs> when I first came to Vegas... I, uh, I was on Tinder okay. and I met this girl on Tinder and, uh, you know, we got along. She was a mathematician, which is mm -hmm. not that uncommon because there's a lot of like stats based work in Las Vegas with the casinos. Interesting. I, uh, that is one of those things. The minute you explained it, I go, it does make sense that right. a mathematician would be in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. It was a little weird at first. I was like, oh yeah, I get it. She's Doing a mathematician. The odds, yeah. Right. We're getting on, we're getting on fine. We're getting on pretty well. Uh, I say, Hey, let's meet up. You you want to you want to get lunch? She's like, yeah. Um, I'll, um, this is the place we're going for lunch. A little restaurant called Brio. Mm -hmm. uh, I know Brio. Yeah, you know Brio. Yeah. So I'm every, driving there. Brio exists in every upper upper crust mall in America. Everything it, in Las Vegas exists everywhere else. That's yes. the thing about Las Vegas. There's <laughs> no, nothing unique. Brio is in every like. Um, like upper middle class town in America. If you have 
is if you have an outdoor mall that has walking, you know, you can walk from shop to shop, but Brio exists there. But go on. So I get 10 minutes away. I'm driving. I get 10 minutes away. I get text mm-hmm. from her. She says, I'm at the bar. I'm like, great. I'll be there in 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. I get there. I look at the bar. There's nobody there. I'm like, oh, this is a bit weird. I hang out a little bit. Nothing happening. Uh, eventually, I text her. I say, I'm at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you? She says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just in the bathroom. I'll be out in a minute. Okay. About three minutes later, the bathroom door flies open. She comes storming out of the bathroom. She storms up to me. She sits down in the chair and she said, my boyfriend left me. Oh my I'm God. dying of cancer and I'm oh drunk. My God. Then I said, what? What? <laughs> she said, my boyfriend left me. I'm dying of cancer and I'm drunk. She didn't show any of this before leading into this. Just, hey, let's get lunch. And then this was the entrance. This was a, and it it was, we had a lot of pages of conversation. Yeah. You know, there's no, and I'm thinking. No mention of these very important facts. Right, no mention. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, please let this be a scam. This has got to be a scam. Mm. So I said, I said, your boyfriend left you. And she said, yeah, three weeks ago. I said, oh, okay. And I said, and, and you got cancer? She said, yeah, I got brain cancer. I said, when did you find that out? She said, four weeks ago. So now I'm putting together this timeline where the yeah. boyfriend can't hack it. Yeah, that's a, and, a tough, tough look for the boyfriend. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, and, I, and, I, and I say, and you're drunk? And she's like, yeah. And then the waiter comes up and she says, I'd like two margaritas, please. And the waiter looks at me. Two what? Margaritas. Okay. And I don't drink. So I was like, uh, I'll have a club soda. And the waiter turns around. And as the waiter turns around, this girl just bursts into tears. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, please ask me for money. Please ask me for money. Because if you ask me for money, it's all okay. It's just a scam. Yes. And I said, I said uh, so, um, brain cancer, is it, is it bad? She's like sobbing. Yeah, it's bad. Oh yeah. Let's judge me. Let's okay. judge me in this situation. Because <laughs> I'm sure you would have had the right answer, Jared. I know, listen, I would have sure. So <laughs> So I said, what's the problem? No, it's the good kind. Okay. She holds up two fingers. Okay. And I'm like, two years? And she says, months. Oh no. And I'm like, oh my god. I gotta get the fuck out of here and there's this woman behind the bar she's like that's what my ex-boyfriend said right there's this woman behind the bar who's been polishing her glass and getting closer and closer to our table the more that this conversation has, co- has gone oh, yeah. on i mean at this point you probably have an audience everyone wants right. to hear what's happening because this girl is just like shouting at me in this restaurant yeah. so i stand up i say to the girl hey you know what you want to go for a walk because like this is you know you're in no fit state to to yeah. eat right now she's like i'd love to go for a walk um, so I say to the bartender, can I get the check for the drinks? And the bartender's like, no, 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 those are on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. Well, that's just for the entertainment right now. Yeah, don't worry about the margaritas. We're, 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 we'll call it even because you just gave me <laughs> exactly. a story for the rest of my life. Exactly. So we go for this walk. We sit on a bench and I'm like, I don't know what to say. And this girl says to me, you know what happened? A couple of weeks ago, I went to a psychic and the psychic told me that I was going to beat brain cancer and I was going to meet my soulmate. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. You're like, did I date I that think- psychic's daughter? I, I, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Is this punishment for it? And yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, no, she thinks I'm the soulmate. So I'm like, right, I got to go. Uh, Is there somebody who can drive you home? Because you can't. You can't drive. And she's mm. like, yeah, um, I can get my mum to call me because my mum's living with me at the moment because I'm like, yeah, I get it. You've got brain cancer. You've got two yeah, months yeah, to live. We, we've covered that ground. Okay. And I walked away, leaving her sobbing on a park bench and never oh, went no. on Tinder again. I mean, that would drive me off the app. I mean, it's almost, I mean, good for her getting all the information out on the table right away. Like, right, there was exactly. That, you know, good for her being like, here's what you're getting and you might be my soulmate and, you know, 
the psychic said, I'm going to get over this. I mean, it is wild that nothing leading up, you know, gave warning to this person being kind of erratic, you know? I mean, look, the, you know, the texting back and forth went on over multiple days. If you've got two months to live, why yeah. are you, you know, what are you doing? Like, let's get well, to the point. Like, there's a lot. I'm free for what are we all today? doing? We're on our phones right. all day. You know, what are we all? We're all just numbing ourselves until we get to the end anyways, I guess. But I mean, that's a wild story. I mean, oh. on, on the subject of dating apps, this person isn't wrong. Um, but I'm sure if they, you know, one of the prompts, if the responses was, I have two months to live, you might be the person that's my soulmate that, you know, cures me of my ailments. You'd be turned away, too. No, I think the AI would let that one through. They, would, they, would, they wouldn't have had seen that one before. <laughs> They'd be like, brave, brave choice. I would agree with this person. I think that you see a lot of the same responses on dating apps. The problem I have is that they think that they're right. The, you know, they, they're, they're taking a very, I would say, safe route. The, you know, the answer to dating apps is to be so yourself that someone goes, nah, or someone goes, yaha, because right. for every nah, there's a yaha. And the problem is, what I, I, I agree with this person's complaint um, because you know that they're more than the stock lines they're giving. And you want to see if they're a yaha or a nah. That's the problem because if you're attracted to them, you're attracted to a lot of people. The prompts are the second level of attraction. It goes, do I like this person's face? Do I like this person's personality? That's the way it works, as sad as that sounds. So if you do nothing with the prompts and you're just every town USA and you do a stock line, there's nothing for you to judge the person to go, oh, I really want to meet this person versus, ah, I just am attracted to them. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. If you've got two months left to live, you want to yes. be getting right in there as quickly as you can. Throw it on the profile. J Train yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Piff the Magic Dragon. Go follow immediately. The special is called Reptile Dysfunction. We're sponsor people. Skip the store. Let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. There is nothing harder than saving money on food because if you live alone or you live with your partner especially if your household is a couple people and not a big family you don't know how to purchase stuff for yourself there's not a lot of ways to get a bunch of produce that won't go bad in the summertime i'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking in the kitchen every plate helps me do that simple stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in around 30 minutes or less choose between 17 recipes that change each week substitute proteins and sides to your liking switch up the dinner routine your way life's too short for boring dinners i get sick of eating the same things over and over every plate keeps my taste buds happy with seasonal recipes and a variety of meat and seafood and veggie options. Plus, I can swap out proteins and sides to match whatever mood I'm in. Get even more out of your every plate delivery with new extras to complement your weekly order like vanilla delight cheesecake, sweet kale salad, garlic bread, and protein bundles to take things up a notch. I got to say, I love every plate. I love what they're doing. I love that they help me switch up my meals. Also, uh, portion control. You can have a delicious meal that's also healthy if you're keeping your portions right. What happens when you go cook for yourself and go to the store and get yourself, you end up making too much. Every plate is making you the perfect portions. Every plate is a meal kit that fits your budget. I love it because it's great food at an even better price with all the con uh, convenience of uh, all the convenience of a more expensive meal plan. So this is a, a little bit less money. You're going to be saving money. Try every plate for just a dollar seventy nine per meal by going to everyplate.com. Enter code JTrain one seventy nine. A dollar seventy nine a meal, people. That's crazy. That's an insane deal worth up to one hundred and four dollars in value for just a dollar seventy nine per meal. You got to try it. Everyplate.com. Enter code jtrain179 we're here with piff let's get into more complaints you ready i'm ready new yorkers going to tourist trap restaurants in the city jared feather feather my complaint is that as a native new yorker i've been hardwired to avoid and despise nyc tourist trap restaurants like hard rock cafe or planet hollywood i mean you're in the home of tourist traps yeah piff. 
Exactly. I do mean, you have we, Vegas local places that you like to go eat? Do you have, or are you at Brio? What are you doing? Brio. It was Brio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hanging with the cancer patients at Brio. No, I like, because they have all these like great restaurants in the hotel. I mean, mm. they're like crazy expensive, but like you can eat uh, where, whatever you can think of, you can find it in Vegas. I recently joined a new company, and unfortunately, the office is just a block away from the Margaritaville Resort in Times Square. My Same for me. You too? Yeah, I've got a Margaritaville attached to the Flamingo. <laughs> My coworkers decided it would be fun to go one night after work. I'm not sure why, since the meal was going to be on the company dime, and I thought we would dream a little bigger. But since I was new... I didn't want to be that one person protesting when everyone else wanted to go. We order a bunch of apps there, and surprise, surprise, the food is awful. They're actually complaining about the ratio of beans to chips on the nachos we ordered in addition to other expected complaints about the rest of the food. To add insult to injury, not only did they not expect the food to be as shitty as it was, but they also had absolutely no clue who Jimmy Buffett is. Some of them are a bit younger, so I wouldn't expect them to know that much about Jimmy Buffett, but if you're going to drag me to a tacky-ass Margaritaville resort... You better at least know the namesake of the restaurant. It's like going to Bubba Gump and never having heard of Forrest Gump. When you live in the greatest city in the world with some of the best restaurants, tourist traps should never be an option, especially when the company is paying for it and you get to choose where to go. End of story. Sincerely, Restaurant Snob. What do you think? Uh, I went to a a Red Lobster for the first Mm. time in New York. So in I'm New York. guilty as charged. <laughs> no, I'd never been to a New Red York Lobster. haunt Red Lobster. Yeah, I'd never been to one. Always wanted to try one. And I decided that, you know, my first time in New York was the moment to make it happen. Sorry, my phone just went off. I have the do not disturb on. And how did it get through? I have no idea. Okay, I, here's the thing. Red Lobster should be seen. Red Lobster in New York maybe not the right place for exactly. it. Like I'm, I'm going to go to a Red Lobster somewhere that like, you know, middle of the country on that highway that's the Anytown USA type of deal. I was new to the country. I thought Red Lobster was a <laughs> fine dining experience. But this is the problem. I agree with this person's problem because it's like, hey, if we're all trying to be healthy. We're all trying to choose our shots. And if you're at a work event, you can't be negative about the work event dinner. You have to go along with right. it and you have to go along with the crew. And if the crew's like, hey, we're going to do Red Lobster as a joke. You're like, you've just wasted my opportunity for a fun meal with a meal that I know is going to be awful. They should have done drinks at Margaritaville. You get the margarita. You go get a fun margarita and a big fucking garbage can and you all share it with a bunch of straws and then you go somewhere wonderful in new york and italian or you know a red sauce beautiful place on the company time they have wasted calories money that's the big thing that's the big thing thing. i i went i i I lost 30 pounds over the last couple of years right and it all comes down to basically i just can't eat as much as i thought i could I thought yes. I could eat. I thought I could eat a certain amount. Turns out I can't. I just can't. <laughs> so most days I have one meal a day, and that's some vegan meal. It hasn't got much in. But mm-hmm. if I start going out to Red Lobster five nights a week, I get fat dragon again, right? Well, that that's the whole the, point. Is like the you... idea here mm. that somebody would go to a restaurant and waste my calories yes. at Margarita Offensive. Oh my God. Yeah, because that's me. the thing. This person, and, and when it's a work event, you can't be negative Nancy. You got to go right. along with it. You yeah, got to go, oh, be... I guess everyone wants to do the fun thing. We're going to fuck around. We're going to go to a Margaritaville. And then you go, come on, guys. You didn't think the food, you thought the food was going to be okay? Like, we had an opportunity here to use our one meal a week that we were going to really bust it out, and we wasted it. The cheat it. meal. You wasted a cheat meal. It's unforgivable. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Luxury lounge shamed by the waitress. Jared and guests. I'm a devoted listener and coffee with J train subscriber who loves your new lounge to complain. Well, thank you. Yes, I have a Patreon. If you want to sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Coffee with J train is my baby. I complain. I go on there and I talk about the week and I tell stories. It is um it is my it is like my little diary. Okay, now on to the complaint. Yesterday I was in the city near one of my favorite takeout sushi restaurants. They have not been open for dining since the pandemic. I had never eaten inside there before. I decided yesterday was the day 
to dine in for the first time instead of takeout. What a mistake. I got the three-roll lunch special and ate it in about 10 minutes. When I was done, the waitress made a comment about how quickly I had consumed my meal. Um, excuse me? That was me trying to savor my meal and take it slow. Why are you shaming me after I enjoyed your food? I am seriously considering never going getting takeout from there again. Who does that? What kind of business model is that? Sincerely, a chronically fast eater. What do you think, Piff? Uh, I mean, I have this issue. I like can get through food in a matter of minutes. You know, my family. Out, we used to eat dinner in four minutes. We used to time right, it. Right. There's no, going out for an evening to a restaurant is is a concept that's completely foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you go out for half an hour to a restaurant, and then you have something to do afterwards. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. I hate any commentary on what I just ate at the restaurant. The commentary needs to be. How was it? Oh, you know, I, I, no commentary. There's nothing a waiter could say. There's no, as far as like wins and losses, it can only be right. losses. They, they do the thing, oh, whoa, we like, seem to like it. Yeah, I fucking liked it. That was the point. You were supposed to bring out something I would like, and I did. We won. I don't need to sit here and go, you, you, there, every comment from a wait staff is always, the context is always, look what you did, you fat fuck. Right, exactly. <laughs> there's never a context where you feel good from what they just told you. Yeah, there's no there's no compliments from wait from from the wait staff at all. No, just, every, everything is wow. You really took, and then the, sometimes they go, "I guess we hated it." I hate that. Oh, right. I guess we hated it. It's like, no, I didn't. I ate the whole thing because I'm a big fat asshole who eats the whole thing, even if I don't like it. That's the other thing. Like, even if I don't like it, I'm eating the whole thing. So maybe I didn't ha- did hate it, and I hate ate it. I mean, the thing is, I'm English, so even when I'm like, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing anyone can say to to me in a restaurant that will go down well. I'm just like, please, <laughs> like, even if I even if I absolutely hate the food, I'm never yeah. going to tell anyone of that. I'm always going to say, oh, this is the finest meal of my life. Right. You're going to avoid the confrontation. Right. So. I used to have a thing where I would uh, tip at the beginning of the meal. Mm. I would say, you know, give somebody a $20 bill and I'd just say, look. Um, uh, now you, you can earn it, sweetie. <laughs> don't, don't come and check. Like, basically, I'm not going to tell you anything's wrong with this. I'm just going to order a couple of things. Just leave me alone and I'll just give you more money at the end of the meal. Thank you very much. It's not you. It's me. It's just the that, way I was born. Well, that's right. We Every... I. I it's very rarely that I go, this person's personality really pushed me over the edge. No, it's right. always they did the job efficiently. That's all we want. We want to come in, get out, want the check. Yup, here you go. Thank you. I, I, any, I know, listen, sometimes it works. Most of the time it's not. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Piff, the Magic Dragon. Go check out the special Reptile Dysfunction. It's on YouTube right now. Luxury Lounge, doctors charging for cancellations. Jared, I was turned on to your podcast by my daughter about three months ago. I skew your, your demographics as soon as, uh, as a soon-to-be 56-year-old Florida man. Well, thank you. This is part of the problem. As you age, you collect doctors. This will afflict you all, all your listeners eventually. Look at this. This is the ghost of oh, yeah. sad future. Um, I've noticed that the doctor's offices make you sign an agreement stating if you cancel in under 48 hours before the appointment, you are charged a fee. I get it. However, every time I go to any uh, doctor, I wait and wait and wait, sometimes for hours. If I leave, there's a fee I have canceled in under 48 hours if you're waiting for hours that's insane right. that is crazy that's like being... in, the, in the uk we have the national health service which is mm-hmm. it's free and now the pay you know the payoff is is that you do have to wait hours and hours for an appointment but it's free you get what you pay for that that's the i went thing. to it's the like emergency right i went to the emergency room the, the other day because i had chest pains it was mm. totally fine thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 for somebody to tell me everything was fine. It's insane. That's, that's insane. I mean, $13,000. I mean, when the, this guy writes, I'm being punished for overbooking and poor time management. I'm not given a discount for my time. When the doctor's office calls the morning of my appointment, they don't offer me money. I have, I have arranged my work schedule around them. This needs to be addressed now so your listeners in the future don't have to deal with this. See, this is, this is the thing. 
if you're gonna, you can't consider yourself, you can't say, you can't have it both ways. If you're gonna make us pay, you're right. gonna be treated like someone we are paying. So if you say to us, you have to cancel before 48 hours or you have to pay, okay, well, if I, for every minute I'm above my time, I should get money off of this situation. You should be in profit. Yes. You know, by, by going to the doctors. <laughs> That's what we're saying. I went, right. I, I went to the doctors the other day and, mm. and I didn't even have to leave my house. It was like a televisit thing. You know, it was like and a that zoo. that cost you money? Here's the thing. Not only did it cost me money, right? But it didn't work. Like, whatever happened, this thing didn't work. So uh, by the time that they... And then I rang them up, and their, their phone line was engaged, and mm -hmm. they, they didn't get back to me. By the time I got hold of them, they said it was too late to reschedule the appointment with the doctor, and they charged me for it. Th this is the thing, and it's... This and, is and, like... I, I mean, I, this is crazy because they're a hospital and they're doing good or because they're a right. doctor and they're they're healing people. But the thing is, you're a for profit business. We, we've decided you're that's fine. You're making money. OK, but then they they think because we're you know, we hold back because we use insurance. So we're like, oh, it's a twenty dollar copay. But it's like, no, we're paying for the insurance. No. We are yeah. paying. You have to treat us like payers. They treat us like we should be thankful. No. No, it's so much money they get, too. Just so much money. <laughs> Let's it's do one more. Are you ready, Piff? Yeah. Let's do one more. Everyone go follow Piff at Piff the Magic Dragon. This has been fantastic. Love complaining with you, Piff. Luxury Lounge. Bring back full-service gas stations. Hi, funny people. I'm here to complain. When I was a kid, I remember you could actually pull into a gas station and have choice of full, full or or have a choice of full or self-service. And years later, when I had my own car and moved to New Jersey, I learned about the blissful statewide law that all gas stations are only full service. I have no reason to warrant this service except pure laziness and germophobia, but can we please stop pumping our own gas? During COVID, I realized just how gross and germy everything is, and gas pumps are disgusting. The credit card buttons, the screen that a million other people have touched, and you know nobody is out there cleaning these things. And on a hot summer day when the AC is blasting or I'm in the middle of a great song, a torrential downpour, a uh, great song, a torrential, torrential downpour. The last thing I want is to turn off my car and get out only to stand in some nasty puddle of filthy water or worse, food, puke, cigarettes, etc., on the ground while basking in the elements. Help. Thanks. Now, do you pump a lot of gas? You have a car there? I, I'm going to have to jump in straight away here. This, please, is, please. this is somebody with no gratitude for living in America. Because <laughs> let me really? tell you how it works. In America, you get out, you take that pump, you squeeze the handle, and then you just flip that little latch thing down yeah. that holds the handle up for you. Yes. And you go about your life. Mm. In England, you have to stand there getting a sort of hand cramp in the freezing weather, squeezing like there's no tomorrow, just to pump, just to pump the gas. So, Piff, some states have, have outlawed that clip. Wow. So Massachusetts, I think, doesn't have that thing that holds up the gas. There's certain states that don't have it. It's and that's really the complaint here. There's no it's like turning right on red. It's one of the greatest in inventions the country has had. No right on red in New York City. Oh, come on. Yeah, because on. there's so many pedestrians. Oh. This is the thing. It, it's it, and, and I agree with this person. The full service gas station is a beautiful thing for many reasons, but most importantly, the jobs it creates. Right. We are living in a world where every day the machines take over and gain more ground. In New Jersey, that is the only state that is fighting the good fight. There are people that have good paying jobs that otherwise would be doing something horrible for themselves or horrible for other people i do believe that every time i went, I, I went to a sushi restaurant the other day i was served by a robot stop it yeah a that scares the shit out of me well yeah. that person that would have been waiting on you at the sushi restaurant is now in the streets like they where are yeah. they where do they go that person doesn't disappear there's more people there's not less people so yeah. this person you know the jobs it creates you know, what do they say? Idle hands or the devil's, you know. The devil makes work for idle hands. Yes. And it's like, that scares me. I like that people are working at gas stations. It's a good job. I'll never forget it. I'll tell you this story. I'll never forget it. I'm, a, I'm at the Jersey Shore with a bunch of my college friends. We're in the car. We pull off to get gas. We're in the car. And I remember my friend in the front seat, he goes, 
He goes, I can't imagine having to be out here pumping gas. It's hot as hell. This seems like the worst job in the world. I can't believe it. Then we pull up to the gas station. The guy goes, what do you want? We said regular. He puts the gas in and he leans in the window. He goes, come and he looks at us. He goes, coming back from the shore. We're like, yeah. He, we go, how are you doing? The guy pumping the gas looks at us. He goes, I'm fucking great. This is the best job in the world. He goes, I got my podcast in. I'm getting oh. sun. I love this job. And we he's got all, the latch, right? He's we, got the latch. He's got the latch. We all looked at each other in shock. We had just yeah. talked about how awful this job must be. And the guy doing it was like, this is the best job. I can't tell you how much I love it. I get tipped. I get paid well. I'm out in the sun. I'm enjoying my life. And that's the thing. Straight from the, the horse's mouth. It's a great job, and we're losing that in all parts of this great country of ours. Let's bring it back. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Piff, can't thank you enough for coming on Zoom and joining me. This was great. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone go follow Piff at Piff the Magic Dragon. Go check him out at the Flamingo. Uh, what a great event to add to your trip if you're making it out to Vegas. Also, Reptile Dysfunction. It's on YouTube right now. I'm Jared Freed. Keep sending your emails. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.